0: With us right now is uh, Mr. Uh, Steve Glickman. Mr. Glickman um, knows that it is a fact that uh, the gap between the poor and the rich in America is growing wider, getting bigger. And Mr. Glickman says he thinks he has a solution. How are you, Steve? I'm doing good. How are you doing, Doc? Okay, I'm just making sure you're okay and you're coming in nice and clear. Yeah. All right, so... I think we can uh we can more or less agree on on your basic premise so we have good statistics to show Sure feels and,
1: that way to me eh
0: Well you know <laughs> just just to cite a few um, let's take a look at some of the statistics um, the average a median wage at the top of the scale uh is now um $185,000 And uh, the low median scale is $27,000, if you want to take a look at some figures. Um, 30 years ago, 35 years ago, uh, the average CEO salary was 40 times higher than the average working man's salary. Now the discrepancy hundred. It's gone from forty to four hundred. Sure. And you can you can look at statistics all day long and it's showing that the gap is getting bigger.
1: And that's just CEO. We're not including investors.
0: That's correct. Yeah. Yeah that, that has really jumped in the last ten years.
1: And and, and along with this huge gap in, in in economics, there's an also growing gap in power. Like we're just like, like people are just losing more and more power day by day, mm. a, and the wealthy uh, and the powerful are getting more and more power day by day.
0: Well, one of the reasons for that, of course, and there, of course there are many reasons, but I think one of them is the cost of getting elected. Sure. Uh, I mean, you look at who's running for political office and um, well, you know, let's look at Mitt Romney as a Republican. Now he's, he comes from an extremely wealthy man well, family. Uh, the family, the is, of course, extremely wealthy. Huh. Um, let's see, who else? We who have? isn't? Rudy Giuliani. It's so much easier
1: just to look for the look for the few that aren't.
0: Yeah, John Edwards, uh, very wealthy. Kerry, Hillary Clinton. Yeah. Now I don't know about Barack Obama. Um, uh, I guess he comes from not humble roots, but uh, I guess his family was kind of middle class. But uh, you know, everywhere you look I mean, he ain't you know, anymore. The new governor of New Jersey, who was the senator from New Jersey, is one of the wealthiest uh, men in America, and it just goes on
1: and on. And also, you've got you to remember, what do they do with all that money once they get it? They hand it over to the media, and then the media will talk about how much money they all have. I mean, it's just a feedback loop. That, that, that money goes to the media to to basically take over the conversation of, of, of what, 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 what the policies are and what, where we're headed.
0: Yeah, well, the other night, of course, um, uh, Barack Obama was in, was in Manhattan, a uh, fundraiser, and that particular night, and he's got to do it. I mean, I'm not criticizing Obama or anybody else. They've got to do it. Uh, that particular night, he raised $700,000 at a little... Uh, a little love fest up there. Yeah. That's, that's the way it goes. This is, this is the reality.
1: But the, but, the, but what I'm saying is that they have to, because the only way to, to penetrate the media is with a ton of money. And you still don't penetrate. You still have to conform to their rules. The media is making it more and more expensive for people.
0: Yeah.
1: And, uh, and uh, you know, I, I tackle it on both fronts, though. It's not just wealth and it's not just power. It's the two combining all the time. And uh, my idea to remedy that situation is very simple. It's, uh, it says that we should uh, change the sizes of people's votes, inversely to their income.
0: Now, I'm going to let you have your say on that, All uh, right. because uh, we always believe in uh, you know equal rights here. So I'm, I'm going to let you have your say, but then I'm going to show you why you can't do that.
1: OK, all right. Well, I mean, when you want to talk about equality, equality can uh, can be a trap in that you give everyone an equal vote. That's what you're going to probably going to say. Everyone deserves one vote. But as soon as this, as soon as the institutions find a way to manipulate that process. So, in fact, it's not equal vote. Everything else is coming into play more than that equal vote idea. Uh, then what you have is you have any any inequality. With the underlying uh, context of, oh no, everyone gets one vote, so it is it's a trap. And I'm more about equal choice. You give everybody the same darn choice between wealth and power. In other words, if they choose wealth in their life, they're not going to get a full vote. And if they choose to, and if they want to have a full vote, they cannot simply go for money. And that way, everybody has the same choice. So that way, the rich guy on the street, passing by the poor guy, they can look at each other and the two are equal in terms of their choices.
0: But see, logistically, how do you regulate that
1: though? Oh, it's really, well, you get a computer in place and uh, you have paper ballots with with barcodes on them and tear off parts and the process is, uh, it's it's a secretive process so no one can track down uh, the person's vote. But the computer, when it adds up the votes, here in Canada... We use scanners to, 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 to look at the little shaded inboxes to figure out who voted where yeah. for which candidate. Now all you have is one little extra part that scans the barcode, uh, figures out what, what that person's income was, and adjusts the size of the vote. And it's, it's got the paper ballot later on if you want to do yeah. it again.
0: All right. Save. Here's why you're never going to see that. Okay. Right. You ready? ready? Yeah, sure. All right. Number one, it would be a violation of the Constitution. It basically says all men are created equal. And throughout the Constitution, as you know, there are many, many paragraphs, including one of the amendments. Now, you remember when slaves were counted as three-fifths? Mm-hmm. Uh, that basically state very clearly that it's always one person, one vote. You're never going to change that. Except for women. What
1: do you mean? Oh, they didn't, they didn't, that amendment, did that include the women, the suffrage movement, or was that before? Uh, Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: I mean, they were never, they were never counted as part of a vote. Blacks were not. Yeah. You you remember? They weren't counted as part vote. They were, in apportionment, they counted as three-fifths. Yeah. If you remember. Yeah. But I don't think you're ever going to see that because it kind of flies against the Constitution. Okay. But here is what I think that you might want to advocate. I think everything has to be uh, done, possibly through scholarships, and I don't like the way the the, the scholarship uh, formula uh, that's around today works. You've got a lot of things that a lot of scholarships that are geared to minority groups, geared for this, geared to nationality groups. You have to be 20 percent this. I say offer scholarships on the basis of need. Whatever your needs are as a family, what kind of money do you need to empower you to get additional education? And based on your need, this is the kind of scholarship money that you get. That would be step one, I think, towards better empowerment. What do you think of that?
1: Uh, Well, I'll I'll go after the, the second one idea about scholarships. Um, I'm all for these reforms. I'm not against giving. I'm not certainly not against need based anything, like vote sizing is based on my my version is based on need, not capabilities, not no. anything else. So I'm I'm well, all I, for. But I need- think
0: you'd have a better chance of getting this through the Congress if it were scholarship money to empower people, yeah, to improve the, their lives, but the based problem based on their needs.
1: But that you're always going to what you're running into though, uh, from my from my perspective, is that. What about poor people who don't have education? Do they simply have nothing to offer? I mean, do they really need to go through Ivy League schools before we listen to them? Do no. They, they, no I they mean, can, is, well, is, what the, they
0: can do is go to a school and get some skills. There are plenty, plenty of junior colleges. But what about all?
1: The, but the world is full of poor, uneducated people. Are we simply going to try to ignore them until they become better? I mean, we have to find a way to live together, all of us. No,
0: you educate them. I know I, I How much think...
1: education? You're saying, though, that the more educated people should somehow... That's what we should focus on, is more education, more people. In other words, my question to you is, who knows more about building, the, whether the dam should be built or not? The person in the city in the Ivy ta- I, uh, ivory towers, or the, or the peasant who fishes and lives on the side of the riverbank? You're always going to... So if you go for this education only, trumping everything else... You're going to run into that problem. Is that the uneducated, you're simply pushing them aside?
0: No, actually you're not, because here's what happens. Um, you take a person, you say the, the poor who work for, you know, $8 or $10. Those individuals very, very often, I've seen very few individuals who, given the chance to go to a trade school or, or a junior college or any kind of school, cannot double and triple that salary. Uh, because they
1: learn a the skill. But what we're doing is, is, is we're, we're indoctrinating them into the system. In other words, what if they want to live a simple life? What if the whole world needs to slow down? I mean, do we really need to just train everyone and stick them in cars and cell phones and do all that? Is that where we need to go? Because we're not going to get rid of the underlying problem, which is that the majority of people on this planet... Probably don't even want that. They want to fish in that river. You know, it's not. A, it's not a shame to be poor. It's not. A, it's not a terrible thing. It's a shame to be poor and powerless. It's not a shame to just be poor. And uh, that whole. I mean, I'm all for education. I mean, I enjoy my education. I put it. I try to put it to use. But at the same time, I'm not for simply neglecting people and trying to oppress people with the with a corrupt system who simply cannot get that education. And 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 anyways, where are we going to go with all this education? Where is it going to take us? Okay. Is it, are we really are we really slowing down with that education? Or are we just going to find a way to consume more?
0: I think you're going to find that there are there are many organizations and we've we've had them on the program here, who advocate um, and there are plenty of them on on the web who advocate local control, grassroots control, and, and these are individuals who, who live in relatively small towns who want to preserve their way of life, which is not the type of life that, uh, you know, the type of life that you're discussing here as, as you know, the rat race sort of thing. These, these are individuals who want to preserve their way of life, their own farms, their own small communities, and who are getting empowered to take control of their areas. It's a grassroots movement. There are plenty of them around the country. Yeah. And I think that might be part of the answer to your question.
1: That's kind of, I'm, I'm kind of definitely, it looks to me like I'm heading in that direction. Yeah. In that I'm enabling people who don't have wealth to find a way. But this is like not around politics. This is straight through government. But to find a way to organize government so that it serves their interests too. If you have money, if you have education, if you have a nice car and a nice house, you simply don't need government as much as the person who doesn't have all those things. Mm-hmm. Government is really for them. Now, let's get back to your first point about it being unconstitutional. Yeah. Right? Well, hey, I mean, that's why we we uh, reform the constitutions. I mean, the point you made was that, it's, was that we can't... The point you make is kind of like we've taken... Democracy as far as it could go with one person, one vote. We've included everybody. Everybody gets one vote, and that's simply as far as it can go. But if you look back historically, you find that it keeps pushing the envelope. You keep including more and more people. I am simply, well, I like to think that vote sizing is simply the next progression of democratic reform. It's inevitable, in my opinion. It's just saying that, yeah, that's why we, uh, that's why we, Uh, amend the Constitution Mm -hmm. and you know in the uh, uh, the, what I know is the Virginia Declaration of Rights it says that uh, any form of government that doesn't serve the people regardless of what that form is needs to be uh, improved it's the duty of the people to reform that government to abolish the old and bring in the new and if that means that one person one vote no longer serves the people which it doesn't it serves the elite it serves these these very highly educated people and investors and CEOs that you're talking about and warmongers if the one person one vote serves them and not the people that's got to change it's the same thing as allowing uh, the women to vote allowing all the races to vote it's just saying it's just it's definitely tipping the scales in a new and dire- in, in, over into the other direction but it's one of a long line of democratic reforms. I mean, the whole idea that we are as far as we could get into democracy, it looks to me like that is simply untrue nowadays. We're sliding backwards with this one person, one
0: vote. Yeah, I understand your point. Uh, I think I'm taking a look at it more from a realist point of view. Uh, Although the you know, your point you might have some valid points. but
1: you know that, this, this, that realist point of view like when the women wanted to vote yeah. the argument against them the argument against all these reforms is that the, the people would say there's enough men voting all the men or the white men are voting property or not we have enough democracy uh, we don't need to, we simply don't need to have more people muddying the water more votes muddying the water It's not realistic. What we need to do is whip all the men into shape so they vote properly. Yeah.
0: I'm talking about what I think you can get through Congress. I think your point would, I don't know if you'd ever get it through. Well, I'm
1: running, I run this vote sizing also on a couple of different levels, but I run it as a political party. Mm -hmm. It should get a majority of votes before it does, I'm not trying to lobby existing power structures. It should be a political party. I call it the Democratic Empowerment Party. And it should run in the poor neighborhoods, but it really needs to get a majority of votes before uh, it could change that constitution. It, it should be uh, legitimately done through uh, the uh, election process, the democratic yeah. process. Don't
0: forget there are some weird things happening uh, also. What I'm saying is I think that what I'm advocating in terms of scholarships and local control probably has more of a real chance of working. Than changing the constitution. You
1: know, you that you know that that sounds very uh, uh, believable to me.
0: Yeah.
1: Only when I look at the world, I see that the only way that they're, they're ever going to have a, a hope and hack of of having a go with these small grassroots organizations is when something like vote sizing is first put into place. Vote sizing is the catalyst, kind of that can that could kick this in gear. We all know what we want. We all know what's going what's to uh, get us through the next couple hundred years or not. But the real question is, how are we going to allow that to happen? How are we going to empower people? Mm. We can talk and we can try to educate and we can lobby government and we can certainly point our fingers and take up all our time on the media pointing fingers. But is that really going to get us where to where the people have power over their own lives, or is yeah, it just going to basically you know, the, keep us distracted?
0: The answer is yes. When, when, when there's an issue or something hits people right in the face fast enough, it changes. Take the issue of um, uh, the, um, the Arab Emirate, who uh, was basically going to start taking control of some of our ports. When that hit the fan, there was such an outcry by everybody. Imagine having a foreign power, East power, Controlling our ports—that yeah. hit so fast that thing up and died in one week. But End but of it, story. But it, no,
1: it softened the road for Halliburton to move over there. I mean, yeah. it just—it's it, you can the I, the way I see it is one person, one vote. Our current system is not able to to slow the tide of corruption. Richard, it, let
0: me throw a couple of things out at you. Sure. We're in a situation now that if you listen to a lot of the talk shows, they'll tell you that people are pretty fed up with the extreme right. They really don't. The president's poll ratings are 30%. In some areas they're lower than 30%. People are unhappy with the Democrats as a party that's just reactive. And you would think at this point that we are ready for a third party. Well, guess what? Nobody has even come forward or suggested some good candidates – who would become a third party. And the reason is that people don't vote for them. They don't get elected.
1: Well, they don't get it. They don't get, they, you know, no one spends money on mind control. No one, no one focuses so much on mind control than America does. I mean, you guys have a real system there. A lot of your economy is based on, on conveying messages Telling people what to think, what to do, what to buy—that's a big part of your economy, bigger than you know a lot of other places, almost every other place. So how is a guy with a couple of great policies, such as myself, let's say, going to penetrate? It's really—it's really you know—it's not the media plays a huge part in this corruption structure. And uh, they control the messages, you know, and they position everything. As hard as they can, they position stuff. So, yeah, you do need a third party. We have one up here in Canada. You need this kind of stuff. The question is, is you're not getting it. So what's wrong? You're not getting that stuff. You're not getting what you need. It's like medicine. You're not getting the medicine. You're off the rails. You're going to vote for the same Tweedledee or Tweedledum. And the policy is anti-environment. It's anti-poor. It's anti—you know—ethnic. Uh, it's anti—all this stuff. Whatever policy you get is more or less that going down that road. Mm-hmm. And it basically adds up to when you add up all the parts, it adds up to we can oppress people who don't have stuff. We just—it's another—it's just a way for us to tell all these other people who don't have things what to do all day long. Yeah, and, don't
0: forget, the American voter is a. Um is a strange, uh, individual, uh, for example, I almost, I almost think that sometimes they like corruption. Yeah. Like, like, well, it works. It's working. We we had a corrupt mayor, uh, here in Rhode Island, Vincent Cianci. Yeah. Who was in jail. Okay. Okay. Now I swear that if he had run for office, despite the fact that he was convicted, he would have won re-election. They liked him. Sure. And the same is true for um, the representative from uh, Texas who just um, resigned. What was his name? Delay? Delay. All right, I'll bet you that with all the corruption surrounding him, if he had run for office, he would have been reelected in Texas.
1: Well, the point is is that when you have corruption, you have going to have winners and losers in the short term. There's going to be winners there's going to be losers. If you have huge corruption, you're going to have a lot of winners, such as America— and a lot of losers, such as a lot of the rest of the world. And a lot of Americans. But you're going to have a lot of winners in the short term. And they are going to control. The, I mean, it looks to me like they're in control. The winners, people like corruption if it serves them. That's their weakness. And they don't see long term. They don't see the repercussions. At least, at least they, they didn't for a while. My generation started, you know, my, my life's They're starting to wake up to there's long term repercussions to this stuff. But in the meantime, yeah, people enjoy corruption if it if it serves them. They they, they don't care if if uh, Iraqis are dying by the truckloads uh, if 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 their oil if their gas is cheap and they can go on the holiday, uh, that's okay.
0: All right. Well, Steve, um, we we respect the fact that um, you know you have some good ideas. Can I plug uh, my website? Um, yeah, sure.
1: It's votesizing.org. dot org.
0: dot org. Yeah. All right. How is this going in
1: Canada at all? It's a t- it's a tough sell uh, all over the. <laughs> no <development>. kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can engage anybody in a coffee shop for as long as I want to. The average person is very very keen on on diving into what it all means. Uh-huh. I have a really hard time though. The media is very very preoccupied with uh, who's to blame, and uh, so I'm having a hard go of in the media. And I'm, I'm doing my website and. Uh, uh, one day, I think it's going to explode. I don't know if that explosion is going to come out of the Philippines or Indonesia or India, but I keep my fingers crossed that some remote, poor place is going to take take it to uh, take it a little more seriously.
0: Uh, well, at least you're thinking, Steve. Uh, I'm trying to. Which is important. <laughs> thanks, thanks again. Thank you. Take it easy. Okay, you too. All
1: right. well, let's-